Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pick and Roll live stream on the board YouTube channel, which is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. And we're here uh, as we are every weekday around 1120 a.m. Eastern time to give you NBA free picks and go through some trending discussion topics around the league. Apologies for the late start for today's stream. Uh, there was one play that moved off its line that we were, Pips was waiting for to try and get back before we went live. That did not happen. There is one official pick ready to go, which we'll get to in a few minutes here, and hopefully another one a little bit later on the show. So stick around if you're tuning in live for potentially that one. But before we do that official pick, let's talk about the the bets from yesterday. It was a winning day. It was a 2-1 and one day. It very easily could have been a 3-0 day. It also very easily could have been a 1-2 and two day. Um, we had a lot of luck on our side in one spot. A lot of bad luck on another side. Let's just go into what happened with this one. So on this season, it's a 106 to 81 record. Good for plus 13.2 units, just over 6% ROI. Um, just quickly, I mean, the market in Franz Wagner bet, home run, absolutely no sweat. Uh, Pips, why don't you take us through how Halliburton managed to cash his side of the bet here on the same game parlay with Buddy Heald on threes? So obviously, like as always, Buddy Heald... <laughs> Hit his line easily. Hit seven to seven now. Seven to seven. Yeah, he ended up scoring five. So I was like torn between Halliburton assist and Halliburton scoring. And with the way Dinwiddie did us dirty like last game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the game was just wide open for him to score. And I was like, okay, Halliburton had amazing scoring over the last couple of games, and he can do it again. Without and I, I was like thinking like the worst three-point shooting defense. So he will probably get there with threes mostly, and he had he ended up the regular season uh, regular time with 17 points with zero threes. He shot zero from seven from three, and he is 40% three point shooter. So like that's way below expectations. And then in the over and it was overtime. Jabari Smith hit crazy for the overtime and then in the overtime Halliburton scored 12 points in the five minutes and ended up the game with two threes 29 points and 19 assists career high 19 assists for Halliburton amazing game it was very interesting game both teams played well thank yeah, commander yeah. that the Knicks did his job and we lost again so yeah yeah, that, that Robinson one kind of stings. It kind of like, you know, you felt the high of that fortunate win with Halliburton and then the low of the Robinson play. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we were, we we're happy about some variants going back our way on the hook counter. Uh, unfortunately, going back the other way here, two and six uh, uh, on hooks this season. I'll just, uh, I need to speak about this bet. So, like, he had 17. So, the game started... He had he made the foul on the first possession, like and it was clear foul, no problems. Then he hit some. Uh, it was soft call. I would say like it was 50-50, but he got the call. And then the one I've sent you, like, yeah, that's I, I don't think that like I don't see a foul there. Like I, that 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 one wasn't even close. That was like so one hundred percent not a foul in that situation. I, like. He didn't move the body. He just stood, stood the ground in front of Sabonis. Sabonis bumped him in the chest, and that's it. Like nothing is nothing was there, and that was third foul. 
with four minutes left in the, in, in the first half. So Mitchell Robinson's rotation was to play 16 minutes in the first half. He had he left the game with four minutes left in the first half, so he lost four minutes there. And second half, he started. He got to the 17 PR in the six minutes of the, of the second half. And the moment he had 17, the next possession, he fouled for the fourth foul. And Tibbs decided to pull him to the bench. And he had 17 PRs in only 19 minutes of the game. And he was on the way to play 32 minutes. And he never came back. And I was so amazed. So, like, Hartenstein didn't play well at all for me. Like, he had some good things, but he was poor on defense. And he had five fouls. He was bleeding for, for, for his for from his knee. So he had five fouls, not great on defense, bleeding from his knee, like his his jersey was bloody and everything. And he was limping. And he had five fouls with six minutes left. Yeah. And he yeah. kept him the entire game. And this was the first time in the entire season that Mitchell Robinson didn't come back in the fourth quarter. And like everything went against us in, in, in this one. Unbelievable. At least yeah. the Halliburton one kind of makes me feel better because like that was so lucky. This is obviously yeah. very unlucky and a very good, yeah. a very good spot to bet. And we, we missed the we missed the recap last last night when we were zero and two. And I I will have something to say about the, these two losses because they were very unlucky losses. Uh, the last, the last, the, the zero and two. Yeah, apologies. We were not, we're not like hiding our the zero and two record. It was just I had connection yeah. issues, and then Pips was like trying to improvise on the fly when I uh, crashed out of the stream. That was was also one one of the luckiest losses we we had on the show. Like, like uh, it was interesting because Ben Nigan got injured. He was on the way to clear, and Jonas Valanciunas had first foul on a tip to start the game, like first second of the game. He yeah. had a foul and he had second foul one minute into the game and he never came back in the first half. So he played six minutes in the entire game and Ingram got injured. And the second game was Denver Nuggets, uh, nine points favorite at home against the Bulls. They were 30 and four at home and they got blown out at home by the Bulls. So Michael Porter Jr. came back in the fourth play, 30 seconds, and went out. And obviously, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just, like, last two days were, like, okay, we had we got lucky with Halliburton, but we had three plays go other side with weird stuff. So the hook counter is way against us and all these things lately, but it is what it is. So keeping keep going tonight and hopefully yeah, get yeah, wins. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So... Uh, with that, like I said, there is going to be one official play for today maybe so far. Two, maybe maybe two, maybe two, maybe three. Okay, definitely one. We're ready to lock this one in. 
right now. We are going to the Portland game at Philadelphia. Damian Lillard over 32 and a half points, which is minus 104 at Caesars. Just checked in on that. That one is available for you at Caesars. And um, Pips, let me take this away. What, what do you like about Damian Lillard in this matchup? So everything, like everything you you, you could have possibly like for, for Damian Lillard. <laughs> well, that's great. Nice <laughs> yeah, only thing that I, don't, that I don't like for this bet is possible of blowout. But Nurkic is back. Simons is probably back. So this should be a competitive game. So the last game they played, it was two months, like six, seven weeks ago. Damien had 25 points while he shot six, prof- six from 21. And that was the game where he was guarded for like 40 minutes by Melton and Taibul. And that's difficult. And he missed like five layups and so many wide open trees. So the thing is, Maxi and Harden starting. So probably the worst backcourt defense in the entire league. And be it in a drop coverage, deep in the drop coverage zone, Nurkic back, like amazing screens by Nurkic. That's the only thing that he does well. So Daniel Lillard coming off the screens with Embiid, like it, he will have wide open. And if Embiid decides to get higher on the screens, Lillard will have like 10 layups and 10 throws when he drives to the rim. Like Embiid just if he's not coming high because he can keep up with the guards because he's a bit slow for them. So I like this matchup very a lot for Damian. I think he should be able to clear this easily. He has been smashing this line over the last two months and seeing 32 and a half with Simons being only questionable. Maybe he won't be able won't be back. But I don't think it, that changed much. They need Lillard to score 40 points to in order to stay in the game. And I think this is the, the great spot for, for Damian Lillard. Everything goes... Like, every part of the game is in his favor tonight, besides the possible blowout. Okay, so Damian Lillard, we're going with the over on the points there. Good price, minus 104 at Caesars. Um, always, always, yeah, always have to get in that, that Nurkic slander in there <laughs> for Pips. Yeah. Um, not a fan, not a, not a fan of his game. Uh, okay. Second pick, uh, is in now. Just give me one second, everybody to, uh, get a graphic up for this, but a second play is now going to be coming in, uh, focused on the Minnesota Timberwolves in their game against the Nets. One second for me to fire this up and we can share with you guys here. And this is also, if you've been watching the show, a pretty popular spot for Pips to go to. So let's pull it up now. Go into the Nets and the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, 25-plus points on the milestone line. Rudy Gobert, over 9.5 rebounds from minus 115 at DraftKings. Just, uh, just, just, I just didn't have time, but then I now checked, and it's minus one, 106 at FanDuel, so we'll go with that. Okay, minus yeah. 106 at FanDuel. My, uh, we'll, we'll adjust that there, but Pivs, uh, what do you like about this one? The Brooklyn Nets have trouble rebounding. Over the last 15 games, they allowed the second most rebounds to opposing centers and it's like by quite some margin like memphis is the worst since adams went down and second worst is, is brooklyn nets they're allowing 
18.3 rebounds to opposing centers. And the league average is 14.5. So they're allowing like four rebounds above average to opposing bigs. And Claxton is a guy that will stand in the in the in, in the darker spot, or he will just roll to the rim, which allows Gobert to stay close to the rim, and he doesn't need to cover any any shooter. So Gobert should have it pretty easy to to rebound tonight. And Edwards finally, after some tough stretch, had a great game, two, two great games. He scored 27 against the Kings, and then he scored 32 against the 76ers. Took 20 field goal attempts for, for like in both games, get to the line, shot well. So I'm not like this Brooklyn Nets defense is have so many issues that we didn't expect them to have. They are allowing so many points. They are one of the worst defensive teams in the league since the trade. So I, I like Edwards to just drive and attack one-on-one and I mean Wolves need to win here like the West is now like this is like playoff playoff situation like every team in the West doesn't have any room for mistakes and for losing the games so like I like Edwards to just they need to play their main guys full minutes and they need them to have amazing games Timberwolves are now only two wins from the 11th seed Jazz. So, like, you lose one game, you drop to the 10th place. You lose two games, you can drop to the, like, 12th or 11th spot, so outside the plane. So, this is not... This is, like, for the next... one Over the next month, everyone should, like, be totally zoned in focus and playing their best players full minutes, like... And if Gobert gets 30-plus minutes, he should be able to cover this easily, and I could expect even 40 minutes from Anthony Edwards in, in this game, like 36 to 40 minutes if, if the game stays close. Good spot here. I mean, you had at minus 115, even better, minus 106 at FanDuel. You can go grab that one. So I, I guess that one is playable up to the minus 115 where you liked it originally. Um, there is hopefully another play coming in a little bit later on. It depends on the uh, lines are taken down because of the player that's questionable in the game. Uh, but hope maybe one more official bet coming a little bit later on. So stay tuned for that. While we wait, we want to discuss the Kevin Durant injury. Something we wanted to discuss yesterday, but we are going to go into it today because we, we went quite long yesterday. So we have some more information. So I think it's a little bit better that we did end up waiting for this one. But Kevin Durant, uh, there was concern he would miss the rest of the regular season and even the start of the playoffs. Uh, but now... With the swelling having gone down in Kevin Durant's ankle, it's going to be two weeks before he's reevaluated. But there is optimism. Uh, it doesn't say it here, but there is optimism from the Phoenix Suns that he will return shortly after that two-week period. So that will see him back before the end of the month, uh, let alone the rest of the regular season here. But as things have shifted uh, with the Phoenix Suns, obviously not having Kevin Durant here, some of the lines that have shifted quite heavily from a betting perspective have gone towards the Sacramento Kings now to win the Pacific, the, the Pacific Division. They're two and a half games up on the Phoenix Suns. There's about 15 games left in the NBA season. Uh, the Kings are now minus 160 at DraftKings to win the Pacific Division. So first of all, uh, let's talk about how the Phoenix Suns are going to handle this specific injury. Uh, what do you see, Pips? What do you what do you see the Suns doing to combat this 
for the next two weeks or three weeks here? So I'll just look at the the Suns are playing the Kings twice till the end of the season. So the, that that matchup will probably decide who will be in second spot. But so uh, over the next two weeks, Suns are playing Kings away against the Warriors, against the Bucks, against the Magic, Thunders, and Lakers, and then Kings and 76ers. Mm-hmm. That's that's a difficult. That, that's that's over the next. Yeah, that that's like there is not one easy game. And that's like the easiest game is probably against the Thunder, and that's not an easy game at all. So, yeah, they don't have an easy schedule. So that's 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 not very great for them. And if you take a look at other Kings, they're playing Bucks, Bulls, Nets, Wizards, Jazz, Celtics. So also not great. So it will be interesting. I think both teams maybe even over the next two weeks could be a negative record. So some maybe some other team could join up top. But yeah, I don't know. Like so yeah. I, yeah. I I'm not worried about KD missing the games in the regular season. Then Booker will score fifty will score fifty every night. So that there is that. Aiton, we get back a few more touches, and that's it. Like they are, they are, they have like still have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiton. So I don't think there will be much problems in the to finish out the regular season. But catching up on the two wins uh, spread with they have also they, they are two and a half games down to Kings because yeah. they have one extra game. Yeah. So that's that will be like interesting. That will be interesting. Like we could see like tie, like one game decide who wins it. Yeah. And... So uh, I had to strength the schedule up actually, which will factor it. So Phoenix sixteen games left, third most difficult schedule. Uh, Kings seventeen games left, seventh most difficult schedule. So neither yeah, have a real easy run here. Yeah, that that's similar. So like losing KD is probably like. We will make effect on it, but still, I think Phoenix Suns are more than capable of winning till the end. But two and a half is a huge spread with like how many games are left. Uh, yeah, and the way the Kings have been playing, I think they've won. Games. Is it Kings seventeen won, games? Yeah, Kings have won seven of their last eight, so they're they're also on a roll right now. They are playing. Yeah, they played great basketball. last night. They 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 were great great against the Knicks on the road, like. Winning on the Knicks on the road with them playing so well, not not an easy thing. Like they played great. Sabonis was unbelievable. Yeah, this uh, it's an interesting place to be. I'll tell you why I'm a little bit concerned about the Phoenix Suns here because we spoke about it. Uh, what was it, on Monday? We, we talked about Phoenix really need to figure out their rotations and minutes, and they're on very short time here to try and figure out everything. Now, obviously. You know, with KD, Booker, like talented players like that, sometimes it figures itself out. But finding the, be- the best way to maximize these players was, an- was a very important thing for the last 20 or so games. And there's going to be a real gap now where they have time to figure out what the best uh, lineups are, what the best minutes distribution is. So I think this does have a, a bit of an effect on the uh, Phoenix Suns and their ability to win a championship. Now, again, 
Um, going back to the fact that, you know, with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, players that are this good, maybe that's not going to be as big of a factor. But I think a bit of value should have been taken off of the Phoenix NBA champion future or a bit of the the odds. It should have decreased a bit, but it hasn't. That would almost make me want to kind of play uh, a different Western Conference team to come out of the West. I just can't really find a good spot to attack this. But uh, are you worried at all about Phoenix and their minutes distribution and the things that they wanted to figure out everything for the rest of the season with Kevin Durant joining the team? I don't think they need that many games to figure it out. Like they are professionals and they have a great coach, and I think they can figure it out. But in like they need say like they need five games, and I think for sure that Kevin to KD will be back if they if he is back in like two weeks or like two and a half weeks, they'll still have like six to seven games left to to figure it out before the playoffs. So. That should be more than enough with the three games they already played together. So I think there will be no problems with setting out the rotations, the good rotation, like they will have time. But hopefully KD gets to 100% before the playoff starts because there is no easy matchup in the West for, for the playoffs. Like, no. you don't, for first round, you'll be the battle. Like, you, no one will have like, uh, for we like sweep in the first round, I just can't see it. Maybe not even four ones. Like you never know. But there is no team that you can say like, okay, this team is winning in five. Like that's not not this year. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't think I'm, I'm kind of looking to say I don't think there's any hypothetical matchup where I could see a, where I'd predict something to finish in four. Like it's just that competitive in the West this season. I, it, it's great from a for a fan. Like the parity in the league is. The best I have ever seen in my life. There's people much older than me are saying the parody is the best they've ever seen in their life. So um, it's it's really great to see. And we've been yeah. talking for a while about how excited we are for the playoffs. There are questions, we're, questions if, we're questioning if any team in the West can stack up with the elite in the East. Because you've said the top three teams in the East would all win the West. But uh, we'll see how that all plays out yeah. as it comes to the NBA final. But uh, that's all on that topic. Uh, I don't think any lines have been added back in for... I'll check again. I'll check again. Uh, maybe you can just provide some leans to people if if the game does come back on the board. So uh, the interest was in the Cavaliers-Heat game, but Darius Garland is questionable. So yeah. And no the, lines the up for that. Will, the way games will open up, I think, uh, at uh, a different... Like, I was on the Heat money line in Butler, 18-plus points. So I expect very tough game at home for the Cavaliers at away have problems and hit at home playing way better. So I expect a tough game with I I think I had I had uh, Butler 18 plus points with eight and a half spread for plus eight and a half spread from Miami at home. I think that should be like easy to cover. And yeah, but I that that shifted like it was like even game now it's a 2.5 favorites for heat with garland being questionable so i think that's 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 big uh there uh, like i i don't know like this is now with garland questionable change a bit of everything for 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 the game okay. 
I, I think also we, we bet Damian Lillard, but Joel Embiid looks amazing tonight, and Harden Assist look amazing tonight, and then both, both combined look amazing. But I don't like having two bets uh, on the saving on the game that I think he has high probability for a blowout. So that there is that. So I I, I would say like for the best bet of the day for me is Lillard, but second best could probably be Embiid and Harden. But betting these two on the same game, that's high probability. Two overs on uh, three overs on a same game that has high probability yeah. of a blowout. Nine like, point spread. Yeah, that's I I I just made a comment on the on the I you know I was speaking about a lot about this that small favorites are getting blown out more than than the big underdogs. Like I I still didn't like go back to the data and look it, but. I see it every day. Like last night, Golden State Warriors were favorites. They were, they got blown out. Day before, Denver Nuggets were eight point favorite. They, they got blown out. So I'll say like favorites are getting blown out more often than the underdogs. Like we see games like teams have like 14, 15, 13 spread point spread, and then they end up being close game. Last night, Bucks and Nets. So Nets were without everyone. Mikael Bridges and Claxton and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikael Bridges and Finney Smith were playing only first quarter. So like bench of the bench was playing for the Nets, and it was it was almost like tie game with a couple of minutes left. Yeah. So I'll see when these players went out. I think the spread should be like 15 points for for the Bucks, and it was a close game. So like. So many times it's a close game and it's a huge spread. And like when it's a like small spread, usually favorites get blown out more often than than the underdogs. So it's it's unbelievable actually. So counting in the blowouts probably not a great thing. Like you you just can't you can't know. Like the spread is not telling you a lot about the the blowout possibility. Of course, um, always, <laughs> always a challenge trying to fight through blowouts. Obviously, we've had our, our our share of blowouts that have ruined some bets this season. Going with a lot of overs on this show, but uh, it's something that is accounted for, of course, in the price and something that we uh, have to expect there when it comes to yeah, making these sure. sort of be- making these sort of bets. So um, that will wrap up the show. Uh, two official picks for you guys for today. We'll recap them right here. Hopefully, take us into the weekend as winners. First of all. Damian Lillard over 32 and a half points from minus 104 odds at Caesars as the Blazers take on the 76ers today. Uh, even with a blowout, like Lillard's got to go off today. So hopefully, even if, if that is a possibility, that Lillard can still cover that. And the second pick, Nets at Timberwolves, added in a little bit later on in the show. But a same game parlay with Anthony Edwards, 25 plus points. Rudy Gobert, 10 plus rebounds, minus 106 at FanDuel. This is essentially a playoff game. Every game is a playoff game for these teams in the West fighting to stay in the top six. These guys can be getting a ton of minutes here, going with them on the same game parlay. So that will wrap up the show. We've had a fun week of content so far. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the show. If you have been, drop a like to show your support, help us get into some more recommended pages. And of course, make sure you are subscribed to the board YouTube channel for pick and roll live streams every single weekday morning for free picks, discussion shows, just like this. Help us on the road to one Thousand subscribers, myself and Pips. We work very hard over the course of the week to bring you guys the content. We're very appreciative of your support. If you're new, 
Uh, we just want you guys to have the trust in us that we're going to continue to work hard for you. So get subscribed today and uh, hope these bets cash. We'll see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode. We'll <laughs>